Welcome back to Simone Talks. I am back with another episode. If you haven't listened to my previous episode, which was Entrepreneurship The Truth, make sure you stop what you're doing and go listen to that. Actually, wait until you finish this, then go listen to that one. But whatever you do, make sure you check that out. Um, Today, I do have a special guest with me, the owner of The Voice of JP and Pittman Consulting Firm, Jordan. Hello, everyone. It's been a long time coming to get here. So, you know what? I'm happy we're here. I'm happy me and all of my entities are here as well. Yes, it's going to be a great show. How are you doing today? I'm good. Um, It's been a heavy week, but I'm just trying to remain as positive as possible. Um, crunching out some things and get some stuff uh, done, but I'm good overall. I'm blessed. I can't complain. How are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. You know, just trying to work, 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 so I don't have to go back to work. I completely that understand. That's the goal right now. But I'm good. Like you said, gotta remain positive, and you know we blessed, so that's definitely great. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Jordan. I'm a native of Jacksonville originally. I just relocated actually to Tampa, Florida. So, um, well, not from Jacksonville. I've lived everywhere. I'll buy that. I've lived a lot of places in the South. Um, I went to college in Tampa for undergrad, and then I went to uh, get my master's in Fort Lauderdale. So I have two degrees. Um, that doesn't make up all of me. I am a part of the LGBTQ community. Um, I also um, own two businesses. I own Pittman Consulting Firm LLC, where we focus on not only business startups, but logos. We do websites. uh, We do brand marketing. We do like market analysis, all of the stuff to get your business going and maybe take your business to the next level. Um, And then I also own The Voice of JP, um, which is a podcast, more of a personal brand for me. Um, So that name streams through my Twitter, my Instagram, so you can follow me at The Voice of JP. You can also visit our website, thevoiceofjp.com, um, for updates and things like that. Um, so, and the podcast is based off millennial culture. So it's a perspective um, for us as millennials um, who uh, just kind of want to talk about our daily lives so people can understand us and what we go through. Um, so we talk about business, we talk about culture, we talk about friends. So, you know, check out the show. Um, and then if you want to hit me up on a real serious note, you can... Um, let me know um, at Pittman Consulting Firm. Um, my email there is info at PittmanConsultingFirm.com. Sorry, I hope that wasn't too long-winded. No, you have a lot going on. That's actually awesome. We need more millennial stuff going on because we we know how we want to do things and how we want to connect. You know, no no um, disrespect to the older generation, but... At all, no, like, because my, my mom, my grandma, my dad, my aunts, they listen to my show, and like, oh, like, we, it, it's really for me, and I hope you feel the same way about your platform, it's a conversation starter, so I try to put stuff out there that's going to make you think, make you feel, um, so, you know, you can have a conversation, or you can share it with somebody and say, hey, after you listen to this, what do you think? Um, and, and that's just kind of how, what I put, put the platform together for, for me personally. Yeah, I completely, like you said, it's, that's the same for me. Like, Simone Talks is me. It's my personal brand. It's me talking about stuff nobody want to talk about. It's me. It's like, um, my friend said, it's like a vacation when I can't afford a vacation. I just vent through right. my podcast with my little jewels, my little shade sometimes. Like, it's people don't understand that when you're able to 
do something you love and it be all about you is, is the best feeling absolutely ever. and I'm not a big but, writer so really I mean I, I know how to write very well I just don't feel like I can sit down for an hour and write like I'd rather sit down for an hour and talk so that's why I would podcast route rather than like blog or all of that like I can write very well don't like to <laughs> listen I understand because actually I like to write I don't really like to talk but I do more of my podcast than I do my blog so it's a little backwards so I completely understand where you're coming from but you guys make sure you go check out the voice of JP yeah, some great content for us millennials. I remember when you had one and you was, I heard it on, can we talk yeah. more? I was like, oh, he got this. Do I need to get like that. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of, if you follow the show, you can kind of see how my my progression has kind of came. Uh, we were just talking about like editing tips and stuff before. So um, hit up Simone uh, if you want to start a podcast that is not my room. Um, but if you want to DM me and ask me like some, some tips, I can give you about five, but I'm not in the <laughs> business of helping people start podcasts. Um, cause I might find a topic for you that I really love and I might steal it and then that might be a problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't be out here stealing people's topics, but like you said, exactly. If you want to start a podcast, hit me up. You know, that's my specialty. Also, if you have any business consulting you need, hit up Jordan. He's great. He's awesome. I'm definitely going to work with him in the future. I just got to get my head right. You know, it's okay. Can't, it's a- can't move your feet before you, you, you know, you move everything. Dot it all in so. a row because I come with all the questions. And a lot of people <laughs> be like, did you go to school for law? And I'm like, no, I went to school to make sure you start a legit business. So... <laughs> <laughs> So he definitely know what he's doing. So make sure you get in contact with him and check out his content. Today, we're going to be talking about, I, I don't really know what to name this, so I'm going to give y'all what I got. Um, I have the corporate world and nine to five me, please. Now, I want to say this. I don't literally mean nine to five. It's more like for people who don't feel that entrepreneurship is for them. They feel like working for others or being in the corporate world is something that they enjoy. So we, I see a lot of people saying, oh, don't work for the man. You need to get your own job. It's tiresome working for other people. And I was like, you know what? I need to do an episode to let everybody know it's okay to work for others. Like entrepreneurship is not for everyone because first of all, it's not easy at all. And that takes me to a point, like, I saw a girl, she read, she wrote a post, and it was probably the realest thing ever. You know, like, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you do everything. You do the finances, you do the marketing, you do the operations, you do the setting up calls, you do the send out the meeting invites. You, like, it can be a, it can be very overwhelming. And going into, like, a corporate setting, it's, a lot of stuff is already set up for you. You get a welcome packet. Like, I hired somebody last week, and I did the entire welcome packet, and I just told y'all I don't like writing. So, you get, like, I can't just hire you at my firm and not be able to have all the things, because I run my business just as if we're a Fortune 500 company, you know, even though we just started in November, there's just certain things that I like when I start a job, you know, I like to know what my first week is going to be like, you know, like there's just specific things, you know, how do I get in contact with the person that's going to help me get the work, you know, all of those things like you, if you're, and that this is for me who's hiring people and coming with employees, but even if you're working for yourself, having a procedure of how things should go, whether you're selling t-shirts, or you're selling hair oil, or whatever it may be, 
you got to have a procedure. Like, what happens if you charge somebody part and then they're dissatisfied with the product, right? Like, come on now. Like, I, I just feel, before I go on a tangent, sorry, I just feel that we as people of color and minorities, um, we do lack in that area sometimes because we don't, we don't do the homework, like you said, Simone. Like, do the things that we need to establish a real business and then start selling the product. I think so many people are trying to get out there to sell the product and they don't think about all the things and they just hit them all at once and then now you're getting these bad reviews because your business is not grounded. Right. That's, that's a great point. And I always say that start your business how you want it to flow. Just because it's small and you're not making a lot of money, like you said, you want your business to be a Fortune 500 company, that's how you have to start it. Because the way you start is how it's going to be. Yes. So that is a great point. But for our nine to five lovers, Jordan is here today to share some pointers with you on what you need. First of all, before anybody meets us, when we go to a job, we send out our resume. So Jordan, what is the importance of having a good resume? So I guess I can give a little bit of background and then go into that real quick. So I base myself out of the hospitality world. So I work full time in IT currently. Um, so on top of everything else that I do, but um, I've lived in now five states since undergrad. So I graduated undergrad at 20, I'm now 26 and I've lived in five states. So a little bit of almost a state every year. Um, and every state I had a new job. And a lot of people used to be like, well, why don't you stay with a job? Like, are you running from something? And I was like, no, like what I would do is every time I got somewhere, I would find a mentor. That was my biggest thing. So no matter where I'm at, I find a mentor and I say, let's sit down, let's have a conversation. And then I say, can I see your resume? You're only as good as the person that you see yourself in the role, right? Um, so mm. as you build your, your rapport with them, you should always so and then key achievements that you're doing if you're a nine to fiver and you're like i'm going at this for forever and i want to you know work in corporate america when you get those good thank you emails and you did a good job when you cross off you know like i did a huge project for i think about 1400 hotels you best believe that that's on my resume because that to a ne the next employer is like you can produce right companies aren't looking for you to do the job description they want to make sure that if they put you in a crunch situation that you can produce um and i do work at a, a managerial level so it may be a little bit different for me but anybody that's even a line level and when i say line level i mean an hourly employee and that's trying to get into a managerial role you have to be able to go above and beyond just a little bit and your resume should speak to that so your resume should obviously have your name, your email, and email, come on people, don't do not do Miss Butterfly at 37 at Gmail. First and last name, maybe a couple of numbers, that's it. Um, I recommend your last four to five jobs that you're comfortable with an employer you're calling back. Uh, descriptions of how you made that job better. So if you're going to an industry that doesn't know what you do, so for instance, if I just put my title as a product manager, that's a very vague, right? So if I were to go to a uh, education institution, they probably wouldn't understand what my role is. So making sure you're tailoring it to the job that you're applying to. And I know you're like, uh, nobody wants to do all of that, but you ha should have a general resume that you can just send on demand, like to a recruiter. And then you should have one that you can always tailor, move, change around, because your words are kind of what means things. And the way technology is working, everything is kind of being parsed through a system. 
So when you shoot your resume out there, they're looking for keywords to make sure you can at least meet the bare minimum there. And then you get to the point where you get to talk and, and shine. That's, that's great information. I actually have a question speaking mm-hmm. off of that. So you said that you should have your resume um, basically mirror, mirror, ugh, mirror the position you're applying for. So I, I don't know if I want to say this, but I had a mentor. I'm going to say mentor. And, oh, I don't think I should put his business out like that. I'm listening. We don't know who he is. So basically, I had a mentor and he was like, even if you don't know the things, still put it on your resume. You can learn it or you can teach yourself. Is that something you that's would a agree great, with? That's like, a real great area. I'd say you have to be core to yourself and you have to look at it from this way. So I'm not a huge fan of person about lying about anything. But if I've been and I've done something, and sometimes you don't think about it. Like, for instance, if you're a manager and you've processed payroll, you've now done an HR function. You don't think you've done an HR function because it's just processing payroll. But payroll falls under finance and HR. So you may not say directly that I was an HR human resources manager. No, no, no. We're going to tailor it to say, I was over processing payroll for a financial and a human resources perspective, right? So it's all about how you say it. And if you haven't done something, I wouldn't put it there because for me as an interviewer, I'm going to, I want, especially if that's what we, we've been la- like, say we lack this piece in the last candidate, right? And we want to target on in on that. And we ask you this question because we saw it on your resume then now you're in a uh, I don't know moment. So I would say be truest to yourself. I don't think you necessarily have to lie, but I also feel like you should consult with people that are able to ask you about your experience. And that's why writing things down or shooting yourself an email of all the accomplishments of things that you've done helps you. Like I have a folder in my personal email that I can say, okay, I worked on this project, I did this, I did this, because I know I won't remember. I do so much stuff in a day, in a day let alone I worked on a project five months ago and I'm supposed to put that on my resume. You get what I'm saying? So if you're keeping track, my recommendation is keep track of it. And then I would say, looking at it, like, have I ever done anything like this before? Obviously some things are cut and dry. You can't lie about coding. Like you either have coded in Java or you have not. Like, (laughs) like that's something that you can't just say, oh, uh, you know, I know about coding. But some things that you're able to kind of finesse it's just about the way that you do it um i wouldn't say straight up lie because you're gonna get yourself in a situation where you're gonna look stupid yeah because i think he straight up lied and then he had to learn it to cover his tracks i'm just like wow okay i'm not doing that and (laughs) right and my that's like my credibility (laughs) off top like i have too much behind me you know i feel like i worked my ass off with both of my degrees for me to ever put myself in the position where I'm interviewing for something. And you just have to be real with yourself, you know? Sometimes apply for the position and they may tell you no, but you learn through the interview experience, right? Um, That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like there's no position I won't apply to. I really don't like you. I, this job that I'm currently in, like I didn't expect to be doing this role, but I'm actually very good at it and I'm very capable. So, apply what they're gonna tell you all they can do is tell you no it's like getting on a roller coaster you got to go down at some point i don't do roller coasters but that's a great (laughs) point that's a great point that's a great point 
Okay, so now that we we got on the resume, the important of the resume, let's go into the next step. So you send your resume, you get a call. Hey, come in for an interview. What are ways to stand out at an interview? And what are um, great pointers for people who are get, getting into the interview process and they're just like, okay, I really want this job. Like, I know I've had jobs and I'm like, I really want this job, but I don't know. Like, they'll ask me something. Like, I remember I worked at Kohl's and they was like, sell me this pen. And I'm like, Ugh. Like, I just went blank, but I'm like, I know I can sell stuff. I worked in this warehouse. I had to sell food for five, six hundred dollars. Right. Like, what so the I heck would happened? Say start your day with positive affirmations. I think the mental and how we start our day. So, whether that's reading or whether that's listening to something positive, you know, I wouldn't say go in listening to trap music unless it's the trap music that's, you know, you get in a bag or something, you know. Put your mind in the space of, I already own it, right? Not arrogant, confident. Right. And I had a general manager teach me that. Right. She's like, you can come off arrogant some days. So come off as confident. We want you to, we want to feel, because you're interviewing them too. They're not just interviewing you. So I never go in a space where, like, I understand that you need me just as much as I need you because the position is vacant. So that's the first thing. So mental. Right. Once you get your mental together, then it's all about how you look, your appearance, right? Um, very mm-hmm. simple. I cannot stand when people are like, well, I couldn't find a dress shirt or I couldn't find dress pants. Guess what? There is a thrift store. Um, I thrifted in college. I'll still go to a thrift store nowadays if I'm in a, a, a you know, I need a tie. Like, go to a thrift store, look for your size, get you a nice shirt. Um, you know, if you don't have um, dress pants, you can do some nice jeans, but actually look like you want the job. You know, I never hired anybody that didn't look like they wanted the job. If Because I feel like that's going to show me if you want to be here every day. So that's just like you're looking right. your appearance. And then just make sure, you know, if you don't, I wouldn't say wear too much cologne or perfume. You don't want to overwhelm someone. And you can be a little bit nervous, but be clear with your responses. Listen to understand and then respond. You can always pause. You do not have to respond immediately. I think as humans, we sometimes try to, you know, when somebody asks you a question, you're like, oh, I got to get the answer back to them as soon as possible. And it's not that. It's an interview. Like we set up a time for you to take the opportunity to sit and think. And obviously you don't want to think for three minutes. But if you ask me a question, I want to be able to sit, analyze it, and give you the best response ever because that's what's going to stand out. Um, Don't just give them, and I would say go over stuff that you want to tell them about, about yourself. So look at your resume. What experiences does it draw? You know, I used to always say if you've worked at a hotel prior and you're interviewing at my hotel because I've opened a couple, um, what did you do that was so outstanding at the already existing hotels that I want you to leave there or come join my team? You know, so it's just really just being confident, looking at your resume, knowing what you put on your resume is huge. I've interviewed so many people that like I'm reading through their resume and I'm like, oh, you I'm drawing from experience to make it easier for you because I'm an interviewer and you still, you know, mess it up. Like, (laughs) like, how did we get here? (laughs) Like, what are we doing? So just really just know know your stuff, know your facts. Um, and if you don't know something, just be honest. Um, be honest. I think honesty and, and make sure you always spinning and leaving things in a positive manner. People hold on to obviously the negative they'll remember more than they will the positive. But I promise you, if you are able to spin every negative that you have and turn it into a positive, they're going to really look at you in a different light because it shines 
it comes through as your character, not just you doing the job. That's that's great information, Lizzie. I don't want to work in corporate America anymore, but you kind of convinced me to get back out there. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> Entrepreneurship for me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So I want to do, okay, so I want to I wanna ask another question, but it, this is more tailored to, you know, I'm going to wait on that. So we're gonna do two, kind of like two, two, everyone. We're gonna do like a two-sided to this. We're gonna do like the importance of your interview and then Ooh, establishing yourself yeah. in the workplace. So we're gonna start, first we're gonna start with getting you through the door. Then once you get through the door, we're gonna give you pointers on how to stay in the and elevate and all of that. So that was my first question. Second question, okay, the next question is, All right, so I would, actually, job. before we get to the job, I would just throw this one tidbit out there and then, uh, then you can ask your question. If you are in a corporate okay. position, so you're going to interview at a bank, you're going somewhere like, and someone took the time out of their day to schedule an interview with you, after that interview, shoot them a thank you email. If you need a thank you email, my email is info at pitmanconsultingfirm.com. I have like seven or eight of them drafted. I will send you one very easy, very simple. Thank you for taking the time to interview with me. It, it keeps people engaged. That's all I'm going to say. Sorry. That's, that's a great pointer. Actually, skip one. And I, I really went over this one. Because um, I saw this, I, you know, I, I had did my research on you before I you know, got into this. Um, you had a um, application, proxy, and frequently asked questions. I should We should have started with that the application process. So we're gonna go a little bit backwards for a, a quick second. A quick, just a quick second to go over successful application, things to do and things not to do when you're doing your application. Cause I know for me, when I've done the application and I didn't get the job, I'm like, okay, well I didn't get the job. I don't know if it, I was asking for too much money or if they didn't want to work with my availability. Uh, That's what I thought it was. I know it was one of those I two. come at this from a space For where sure. I'm a pretty blessed person like with how I work. So I work fully remote. Um, my boss is in Canada. I saw her three times last year. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, so let me come at it from when I was going to an office every day. Um, I would just say be flexible. Um, put that right. your availability. I would say you got to understand you got to give something to get it, right? You can't go in there and say, oh, I need every Sunday off, like, and you're going to work at a 24-hour business. Because I worked in hotels, I worked in a 24-hour business, and it's kind of hard to say that you need off every Sunday, because that's just not, we're not going to hire you. So understand who you're working for. If it's a 9 to 5 gig, okay, cool. If it's 9 to 5, you can do that. But you can't, you can't say, well, oh, I need to start at 10 right and the job is at nine to five you need to make the accommodations to kind of get there also in the application i would say go do your research on finding out what the salary range and meet them in the middle right if if and i know some jobs have huge salary gaps but don't undersell yourself um and i would always say ask that question if you're if you're going to talk to a recruiter first before i waste anybody's time at a job what are y'all willing to pay I remember I was, it was Royal Caribbean um, out in Miami and they were trying to offer me somewhere around, I think it was like 78K a year. And for some people that's a lot, but I, for me, that's not a lot because it's Miami. Like rent is 
yeah it's not i, I like it's not cheap. i can't live in, <laughs> i can't enjoy living in miami off of that salary so before i even moved on with the recruiter right. i told them no and you have to be okay with that you have to be comfortable with that because i'm not going to interview five times with five different people and think these people are that you know that i i want to move forward and, and y'all gonna come with that that number that just wasted your time and mine no i could be looking at another company that can pay me what i want so i think being honest with yourself being real do the research understand the company understand the organization look at reviews of people that previously worked there all of that stuff before you even sit down and do an application because applications can take 45 minutes to an hour and i don't know if you guys time to waste but i don't so before i apply for anyone i look at their values i look at their culture i look at you know what they post and i think right now in the climate that we live in you need to be looking at the actions of organizations that you're joining it says a lot about them so that's just me and that's coming from my personal experience um i'd say before you do and on the application obviously being honest be, being comfortable with answering putting your whole resume on there and uploading your resume have the time to be able to do it you don't want to rush it you want to you want to put yourself the best foot forward out there that would be my honest opinion about an application okay that's that's great information that that was great you had said something research me i'm not gonna lie take this if you don't take anything away go on there look at the reviews look at the hourly rates because I remember it was plenty of jobs I wanted to apply to. I went and looked at the reviews and I was like, oh, nope, never mind. Exactly. Don't waste their time and don't and waste your time go ahead. either. So, and I was just going to say, you know, in the sorry, interview process, um, I asked what the retention rate is. I don't care. I don't care how you feel. I've never asked. Like, why is this position open? Who was here last and where they went? And good to ask. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm <laughs> that, is, that is great information to ask. And if, I've never yeah. asked that, but I, but I never applied for a job. If I saw too many bad reviews, I never. I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not even gonna waste your time because if I hate it, I'm gonna leave immediately. What I'm gonna wait a few weeks no. for? People are like, oh, I'm just making this no. no. I I got no. an amazing job, and I every day I was going to quit. So I don't I don't even understand how people just go to jobs and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just do it. No. <laughs> Because they think training is guaranteed, so you're going to get paid for it. Not, not in my life. But that's, that's no. not a good way to look at it. <laughs> like, don't do that. And I'm going to say that. Do not, if you don't like the job, do not go there just for the training. Oh, the training is five weeks. I'm just going to be sitting in the classroom. Don't waste some people's time because exactly. somebody else went through that it. training and got that job and been doing it. So don't waste that time. Don't do that. So that leads me into, so we did our application. So I'm sorry we did that backwards, you guys. I'm so sorry. I totally forgot about that. And I made notes of this. But since we, we went through the application, we went through a good resume, ways to stand out in your interview. So now let's get into, okay, you got past the interview. You got your job offer. I saw this on your website. The importance of note negotiating. Oh, excuse me. My hair. I can't read my own handwriting. What is the importance of negotiating I'm never the job the first offers? one. I always say no. Literally, people send it to me, and I just be like, "No, that's not enough." Really? Unless, unless it's meeting me exactly what I asked for in the interview process. Because I've had people ask me what I want to get paid, but I don't really say no. And uh, it normally goes well. And how does that go? Okay, and I normally have a, a reasoning behind it, right? 
I would say, you know, is this a median salary? Is this the lowest salary? Mm -hmm. Like, I've underbid myself enough to know that you can say no. And when you are in a workspace where you know people are getting paid, imagine somebody sitting next to you doing the same job, getting paid almost $20,000 more because they said no. You have to be able to right. push through it. And um, and it's, it's asking for what you're worth. Now, if you know that your last job you made $12 an hour and they're offering you 25, sis, I'm gonna need you to go ahead with the 25. But but at the same time, right. they now you know doing too you much. Only you. And I think us as minorities, for right. example, this is who I'm speaking to right now. We don't do the work to find out what the pay is. So when you're doing the work, you know if the offer is good or not. And if you're able to reject it, it's because right. of this reason, right? You can, you should be able to back it up. Hey, I'm going to be managing this project. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing this. This is the hourly wage that I feel that I should be paid at. So even if you're getting paid salary, what are you getting paid hourly? Because at the end of the day, when you're a salaried position, they're basing it off eight hours a day. But everybody know when you're in a salary role, you're not working eight hours a day. You're working sometimes nine, 10, 11 hours. So for every hour you add on top of eight, that means you're making less money an hour. Uh-uh, we're gonna compensate for that at the beginning. That's just how I work. And I had a friend teach me that because this man is like 28, 29, and he makes over $140,000 a year. And I'm like, how did we get here? And it was because it's the power of knowing your worth <laughs> right. and knowing who you are. And yes, I come with education behind me and, and all of that. But at the, at the same time, what if they're offering you the bare minimum and they know in their budget? Because think about it. The person that left before was making 90K a year and they offered you 70. Now they done made a $20,000 a year budget game. Exactly. And they did the budget last year. No, 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 no. So know your ranges, know, know who you're going with, know, how, know who you're playing ball with. Um, I know hourly rates, you need to do a, a year, like a year amount. You need to understand how much you're making a year. And are you, does that meet your basic needs? That's another big thing. Like we look at this clump sum number, like if you have a life budget and you know how much your bills and what's going in and what's going out, and this is the personal side, then you can literally say, if I'm making this, they're taking this right. percentage of taxes out because tax brackets change over the years. Not yeah, over the year. Am I going to be making enough money to sufficiently sustain my life and the life that I want to live? That's that is the biggest thing about negotiation. It's a lot that goes into it for me. It's more than just you putting a number on a piece of paper. But I like to travel. I like to do things. I like to drink. Like, I love to enjoy my life. I didn't, I don't work eight, nine hours to get off and barely pay my bills and watch Netflix only at home because I can't afford the life that I live. No, I don't believe in that. Um, and I'd say you just have to be able to stand up for yourself and have a good reasoning. And if you're working with a recruiter, ask them, are they flexible on the pay? Because normally they're going to meet you in the middle, honestly. Um, and if the middle works for you, cool. But remember, they're not giving you tens and thousands of dollars a year on raises they only giving you one to three percent so keeping that in mind you got to go get the coins that you want and one of my friends said go get your blessing that's listen you schooling me <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i wish i would have known this when i started 
working 18 at 18. I mean, some jobs, though, are like, they're like, no. But I'm saying, if you're a corporate professional, you should know how to do these things. This should, even if you're going for a a new position internally, you know, you don't, I see so many people undersell themselves because they don't know. If the last person left the position, ask them what they made. I don't, like, if if they've left the position, you need a basis to stop. Yeah, you need a basis to start somewhere. Yeah, y'all don't be scared. It's yeah, my, it's my money, don't and I like scared. to spend my money how I want to, so yeah, I'm going to ask. Question. I don't care about nobody else. <laughs> be more like Jordan. It's your money. Exactly. And you well, like to spend your money how you want it's to, so money, ask those questions. I need it now. Point blank, period. <laughs> and I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JG went worse. <laughs> All right, listen, listen, y'all better listen to this whole episode because Jordan is dropping some jewels on y'all. Hello? Y'all could bring it back up. Come on now. All right, so the next one, I think I did this backwards, is the importance of offer and refusal. Refusal um, letters. I saw this on your... So the offer letter is obviously going to come so from I want to go into details about joining. That. A refusal letter, I think, should be... I It can be straight to the point. Um... I've done a refusal letter for someone because their core values don't align. You know, say they're say you don't support a political party that they they help support, right? Um, and you didn't know that, you know, in the process, something mm-hmm. pops up, whatever the case may be. I've done a refusal letter because they're un- they're w- unwilling to budge on the pay. You know, um, it it just kind of all just depends. But you just want to be professional as possible. State your points, reasons why. Um, and just be prepared to say, oh, this isn't the role for me. And I know sometimes can be like, well, I spent all this time and I did all of this. Now, if you're in the crunch and you really, really need a job, my advice to you is take the job, still keep applying. Nobody can tell you you can't apply for jobs. Um, I get hit up for jobs every week. Um, so <laughs> but my thing is, um, but if you have the power to choose where you're going and how you're going and how you're navigating, that's what always be my advice. Um, if you're doing a refusal letter, just say well, your reasons why. You can do that in a in a brief email. You can call them on the phone, um, and but just always say, "Hey, I'm available in the future." And I think you should always end it on a positive note. I'm available in the future if you have a you know a role that or a salary requirement that meets my needs. And I think you should be honest and transparent. And like I said, you have to live. Um, and everybody else out here living, you don't want your colleagues talking about they going to Cabo. And you sitting over here talking about, well, I'm going to be on the couch this weekend because I ain't got no money. Like, no, it, there should not be. Our pay disparities are happening sometimes because it's perpetuated in our community. And we just don't know to ask. Um, so that's just really it. Because HR policies right. are, they're government, there's government agencies that are going to protect you. So they can't disclose what people make, but you damn sure can ask for how much you feel like you work. Right. That is true. That is true. Know your worth. Know your worth. Know your and have value. Like a lot of people don't understand that you don't you could work in corporate America. You can have your nine exactly. to five. But don't sell your soul for no job. Because at the end of the day, we were not created to pay bills and die. If you're comfortable in that job that you have, don't sit there and be miserable, stressed out. Like people look at me crazy because I've left the job. I had to leave the job because I got high blood pressure. I never had high blood pressure a day in my life. 
And everybody looking at me crazy, mm. why you left that job? Because baby, it was either my life or that job. Absolutely. And I think my life is a little bit more important than that job. I could find another job or I can create my own revenue where I'm not stressing myself out over here about to die. And please understand, when you, exactly. if anything happens to you, they're gonna replace you anyway. Let's just be honest. Let's just throw that out there. They're going to replace you like you never existed. So get a job that you actually enjoy. Make sure they're paying you what you worth, like Jordan said. And even if you don't want a vacation, maybe you got plans to buy a house, you got or kids, something. like, yeah, like all of that stuff. You want to live, get a we don't car, live in 1940 where, you know, women and, and black people don't get paid equally. No, uh-huh, we're not, we're not doing that. Yes, so make sure y'all are doing what y'all enjoy, even if, it's not entrepreneurship. That's that's my main thing. Like I wouldn't mind working for a job if if it's something I enjoy, I would do it. But employee employers, most employers don't know how to treat their employees, which is why me. And I'm that you know, now that you say that, like I, I want to. So that's a good point too. Exactly, I want to bring up. Make a sure your point. employers and know how just kind of this them. week, me being a black professional in IT, um, and everything that's going on, and I say I call it noise and not being disrespectful to the protest or anything, but there's a lot of noise in the world right now. Um, it's just very hard for me mm-hmm. to get on Zoom meetings, right, for four and five hours of my day. And I know my brothers and sisters are protesting and marching, you know. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity, don't get me wrong, but this week has been very, I, I feel torn, you know, and I feel that the organization that I'm a part of and the reason I will forever say I'm going to be an entrepreneur and work for myself because I just see practices and things that I just am not comfortable with, you know, um, and and it's not because they don't care. It's just they right. don't know. But I also feel that my me and my best friend had this conversation before I get too long with it. She was just telling me that you sometimes have to be the voice and you have to. But I'm like, I don't want to be the black person that's got to stand up for the black people that's got to. I, I, my thing is why can't if you sit down and you can educate code and you can literally build something from nothing literally on the internet why do i got to educate you on how to read a book about my black experience make it make sense so that's just kind of where i am with it and like you said knowing how to be treated knowing how to stand up for yourselves knowing how to say no knowing how to take a mental day i'm taking the day off it's a wednesday it's been a stressful last two days i won't be here because your PTO is your paid time off. Understanding that, going to, I take time. If if my therapy appointment in the middle of my work day, I'm blocking my calendar for an hour and a half. I'm sorry, not sorry. I can't help you at this time. It's all about taking it. Work is a piece of life. It is not life. And I think we sometimes surround our life around work. And it should be the other way around. And I had to teach myself. And I'm happy I learned that mm-hmm. at the age of 25. Because... I used to work 12 and 13 hour days and think it was okay. And yeah, y'all may be paying me, but what? I can't even do nothing with my money because I'm at work. Like, so just understanding, knowing, you know, don't let people have an open relationship with your boss, have an open communication. If you tell, I'm a firm believer in just like my boss, if they tell me something one or two times and and I don't do it, they're gonna write me up, right? If I tell my boss something one or two times and she don't do it, she right. got a boss. 
how about all three of us have a conversation because something's not being done something right. obviously you're not hearing me it's not going through you know you, it, it's not permeating so let's all have a conversation let's wrap it up you know I just think you have to be open and you have to be transparent in every relationship you have and you have to be able to stand up for yourself and I know it's like well they pay me they can fire me at any point and it's like well okay well they, they could also fire you because you did something wrong so what's the difference I, I I don't know I ain't got no kids and I ain't got none of that so don't don't take my word too too serious if you got a whole family you support but for me it's just me and I'm like I can go drive Uber for a month before I let anybody treat me any kind of way no even with your kids I feel like even if I had kids I would want I would want to treat I mean teach them the core values of don't just accept any job don't just let you treat let somebody treat you any type of way like people don't understand even though we're not parents what you allow and what you show your kids are okay it's what they're gonna do like kids are like sponges they soak up everything you show them they suck it up and they're gonna take it on that's how we break and i i talked about this exactly listen to the broken childhood and you healing the broken child and you go and listen to that we have to break these habits of no look at oh my daddy right my daddy did that so i'm gonna do that no you do not have to do follow in their footsteps we are different and it's not even that you gotta come on let's break these curses i look at my parents like two adults like love them to death right but they're two adults they make adult decisions they can be selfish they can be rude they can like the same emotions that i go through my parents go through so i don't feel i look at everybody equally and then i give you the role that you decide to play that's just kind of how i do my life and you another quote that i want to just drop out there is it's easier to build um put together people or men or women or black people than it is to repair broken ones so oh that's good let me write that down yeah i'm here sorry i went out on the tangent i had a moment i had a hello i had a moment what you say it's easier to hey what did you say you got into strong people or something like that think of referring to men it's easier to build strong men than repair broken uh men or something like that i'll find the quote for you and send it to you yeah that's yeah i'm I'm gonna put that up when i do the promo that's really good that's really good um so the last thing i want to get into because Think we're going into an hour the last thing i want to get into is um career development and job performance so okay i did my i did my application so the first step is your application i did send my resume you know make sure i had my good resume i done went to the interview you know did the things i need to do to stand out we negotiated <laughs> they gave me an offer i wanted you know i didn't refuse it you know, you know we negotiated on what what i'm gonna get paid and they'll say okay i could do that now I got the job, career development and job performances. Now, how do I keep this job? How do I stand out at this job? Like, how do, as a matter of fact, what? I don't even um, you know, position. sometimes you so what do you I get your foot in the door. Like the current company I'm with, I'm with like people. there's endless opportunities. I just want to work for myself. So, but my biggest thing is when I was on track to say, say I right. wanted to build a, a, you know, get to an executive level. 
Um, it's really, like I said, the first piece is finding you a mentor. Within the first mm-hmm. month of you getting there, look around, get somebody who is not your boss. Even though your boss can sometimes be a really good mentor. But get someone that's in a role that you admire or one day want to be in, right? Get adjacent to that person. Have the conversation and simply just say, hey, I think your job is pretty cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Understand what they do. Okay, can we do like a, can you be, you know, and just have the honest conversation. Can you be my mentor? I want to learn some things from you. I'm sure we both can learn something from one another. And it's only, it can be a lunch day once a month. It can be something every two weeks. It could be a Zoom call. You know, however it fits in on your schedule, because you, if you're aspiring to be in that role, you want to understand what their day in their life, what's going on is like. Another thing, like I said, keeping notes of what you're doing successfully, right? And being able to come back to that and remind you, because I, you shouldn't be getting praise only during your end of year review or whenever you do your review process. You should be getting emails and praise throughout the year. Um, I have a boss, luckily, that tells me thank you after every call we go on. Or she just randomly writes me and says, hey, you know, I know it was a stressful, you know, last six or so weeks. I thank you for everything you're doing. You know, everybody doesn't have that. And you can sometimes get in a situation where you don't have a boss that you like at all. Like, that can be it. But if you have named the goal and stick to it and figure out a way to get to it. And that's why I say sometimes your boss should, you shouldn't base your mentor off of your boss because sometimes you and your boss may clash. Y'all may not get along. That's just the reality of people. So, um, and then just finding that role that you feel like is your next. Setting a goal of when you would like to be in that role. Be realistic about it. What are the things you need to do? Whether that's, oh, I need to get some more certifications. I need to take this class. What makes you stand out? I do know for minorities, sometimes we don't get to make those decisions. It's sometimes already made. Um, but making sure you're giving yourself a fair chance, right? Um, somebody used to always tell me, like, you literally dress like you're the general manager of this right. hotel. And I'm like, it's not that. I just, I like to look good. But also, if I ever wanted to be be one, I want you to be able to see me in that role. And if you can't see yourself in the role, how do you think somebody else going to believe that you can get it? Like, right. I know it, it seems superficial, but looking at yourself in a way where you can put yourself in that role or wherever it is, and pushing yourself and really just every day making a stride and making an effort um, and knowing how to communicate with people. There's a way to, to be to be distasteful in an email. Like there's a way to clap back, but do it in a professional way. Do it in a... And I, I think that was a, a more of a funny thing, but my thing is, email. mine is normally, it looks like there's a, you know, miscommunication or you're not understanding. Can I take some time to explain this process to you? What's a good time for me to put on your schedule? Even though it's a negative, like you don't know what you're doing, I've painted it in a way where I still want to teach you, right? So now you're getting accolades like, oh, well, Jordan volunteered his time, you know, to teach me how to do it, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And either way, I may be looking at you like, you just a dumbass and you just don't know. You get what I'm saying? So it's just... Re- it's really just how you present yourself. Always remain professional. Don't let yeah. people get you out of your character. Take you some mental health days. If you don't know about, if you got health insurance, you have six, three to six free appointments to a therapist. Go get you some therapy. Don't let the people stress you out. And you'll get a new job. It's a job. Quit. If, if they ain't paying you enough, go get another one. That's what I tell people. You ain't got to stay there. You don't have to stay at a job for 20 years. Because guess what? They're going to give you a plaque when you retire. A plaque. A plaque. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then yeah, replace got a certificate. And then replace the whistle lady and twenty five thousand dollars. I can't. That is true. That is true. These listen. These are facts. Like my daddy was. He worked for the state of Florida for twenty twenty something years. I'm gonna get a pension. Years, and it gave him a plaque. But he they ain't giving his, us no pensions no more. His, 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 Not for this generation. Retirement and all of that. That's why I'm going to be an entrepreneur. But that's neither here nor there. We're, we're encouraging you to stay in your lane, which is corporate world nine to five for you. So um, we're going into an hour. So we're, we're I want to do a part two for, you know, they got the job, they in the job. For those that's already established in the corporate world, we're going to do a part two. I can two. squeeze in today because I really enjoyed this conversation. I really want to talk about schedule some of so that the we corporate can get a part two out of him. for us as Blacks and some of the things that I went through and, and you know, and still, you still having to kind of push it. You can be adjacent mm-hmm. to someone in a role that has no experience and I have two degrees. You get what I'm saying? And just how does that look? And how does that make you feel every day? Right. And you know, knowing knowing your value, knowing your worth, but also standing up for yourself. Right. I've had to get a lot of people through that to be able to get to where they need to go. So I definitely think that's a great conversation to have of how to not only build yourself in corporate America, but um, we can dive into mentorship and what does that look like? What conversations you should be having um, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, we're going to do a part <laughs> two because I know y'all don't listen for over an hour. So we're going to do a part two on that. Hopefully, I'm, I got to figure out my schedule because I have another episode after this I'm going to do. Then I'll probably do the part two just to give y'all a break in between so we y'all can have refreshers. So before we before we end out, you know, I love to do my takeaways. So what are, you know, five, maybe five to 10 tips you want them to take away from this episode today? All right. I think the first one is your mindset. You're only as good as you think, right? I think the second one is definitely going to be finding a way to stand apart. The third one is getting a good resume and having it together. Um, The fourth one is really and truly moving the needle and in the interview process right oh actually we skip one the application and the importance of that right <laughs> we just don't like applications today so the fourth one is oh yeah do it. we skipped that in the beginning <laughs> doing a good application and making sure they can look at you on paper and you shine through right um and then when you get in front of folks you know being able to present yourself not only like in the physical look but also, you know, the verbiage that you use, the language, the body language, all of those things. Um, and then also the offer, knowing your worth. And I'm not saying just knowing your worth like um, like in a relationship, knowing how much you are worth and sitting down, doing the math. Um, I say number six, sit down, whatever the offer is, can it pay your bills? And that's a huge thing. No need to work for somebody and you can't even get your basic necessities that you need. Um, Exactly. Um, Number seven, I say, um, once you get in the role, find your mentor within the first month. Um, Having somebody that you can rely on, you can vent to, you can talk about your career progression, you can talk about how the company culture is, how long, and somebody that's tenured, that's been there for a while. 
Um, I said tenured, it's tenured. Oops. Um, what am I on? Seven or eight? Okay, we're gonna move on. We think we're on eight right now. It's okay. Um, so after you find your mentor, it's just really just building you a system. Um, if right. you're getting praise throughout your your year and your day, having you a file folder um, and making sure you can push those things back to your resume. Also, just having a file folder of things to have, um, you know, that you can reference to on days where you're like, I hate this job, but being able to like go back and say, oh, I did amazing, you know, on this. Um, number nine, working in a job that you like, that you love, you know, you see if you you see yourself either there in a while or at least a field. It doesn't have to be a specific role, but a field that you can be like, oh, you know, I went into right. this as a CNA, but I see myself as a RN, right? You know, still the healthcare field, but you, you want to progress. And then the last one is, right? If you don't want to be there, just leave. It, it, it ain't that hard. It, you know, I can do a resume for you, but it's still up to you if you're gonna stay. You know, don't waste people's time. Um, and just have a plan. Have a plan to be able to get to where you want to go. I hope I covered them all. Right. That's very important. That's very important. You did. I don't have any takeaways, Jordan. He did all all of the takeaways. Definitely, definitely great. And he gave us some great information. Like, if I ever decide to go back into the corporate world and work a nine-to-five, I would come back to this podcast <laughs> and listen to it. But I just know in my heart, mind, and soul, my body can't take it. My mind can't take it. So I'm not going to waste nobody's time. Listen, I'm exactly. not going to I love to look good, smell good, dress up. But it's like, come on, can you really handle it? Like, come on now. Don't play with yourself. So make sure you guys. No, thank you for having me here. Thank you, Jordan, so much for sharing all this great information. (laughs) Listen, I'm so happy we finally did this. No, I. It like be hitting me, and I'm like, oh, I I didn't know I did this myself. Listen, put all your calendars in one space. (laughs) I've gotten a little bit better now, so. Well, I'm so happy you were able to do this. You dropped some great jewels. I'm not going to lie. You shared some stuff with me that I honestly wish I would have known. I probably would be in corporate America if I would have known this. But that was some great information. Um, Once again, he is the voice of JP. And he owns Pitman My website is www.pitmanconsultingfirm.com or www.thevoiceofjp.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, my Facebook name is Jordan Pittman, but Instagram, Twitter is at the voice of JP. Um, I'll send you all the information if you want to post it. And I actually can post this for, I guess I can post it on my podcast at some point, maybe in season two. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. We work on that. <laughs> Also, don't forget, he offers business consulting and career support. So this this episode was mainly, the first episode was mainly about um, career support. That's what we're going to be talking about. I do want to do an episode on business consulting because y'all need to understand how to run a business. Listen, I'm, I'm, I, well, they I can be ghetto. I'm just, I love my black. I don't mind saying it. I do. They can be ghetto. <laughs> yes, y'all need to learn how to run y'all business. So we're going to have an episode on that as well. Y'all need to learn how to run. Like, that is, I'm not gonna lie, that is my biggest pet peeve, unprofessional black business owners. 
but that's that's no, for just another. Thank you so much. This episode. conversation is there reminded me of kind of why I, I got into the roles and things that I do. So I hope I helped somebody. I feel like I did. I feel like even the stuff that I got out of my my mental, I, it even could push me to my next level. So. But no, reach out to me if you ever need anything. I do free consultations on resumes. So I will look over your resume for you. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Thank you again, Simone. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jordan. And make sure you go follow him on Instagram, Facebook, or like his business page. Once I release this episode, everything will be linked. So make sure you click it and show support. Let's support a Black business. Let's support each other. And stay tuned for part two. We're going to dive in a little bit more right. in the corporate world. You didn't got it now. Now let's, we got to tell you what you're getting yourself into. So once again, Simone, talk about now. Oh yeah. And email me if you need, if you have any topics or any questions, you can email both of us. And if you have any questions, you just want to me. <laughs> I can ask Jordan because corporate America is not really my world anymore. I can do that. But I will definitely be posting this very soon. So stay tuned for that. Follow us, show support. What else was I talking about? I forgot. So I forgot. So this is the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay tuned for part two and part three. Business and part two. Part two is going to be corporate world. We're going to get real on that. And then part three, we're going to talk about business consulting because we all we all need that. I'm not going to lie. Even me. So stay tuned for that. And once again, Jordan, thank you so much for taking time out your very, 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 very busy schedule to do this thank episode you, with Have a good me. night. We will Bye. definitely be back with more. So 